Good afternoon, everyone. Happy to have you along. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is The Chat. My guest again today is my longtime friend, uh, missions pastor at Stephen Street Baptist Church, Rick Lohorn. Rick, thanks for joining me again today. I appreciate it's it so much. It's good to be here. I enjoyed our conversation last week and look forward to picking it up right there. So much more ground I want to cover. Uh, you, you, We talked about um, this, uh, uh, you, you, that you, you work at, at one of the things that you're doing now at Stephen Street Baptist Church is you are working with people who feel like that they have might have or leaning toward calls to the ministry um and um and and that that is a lot of what we like to talk about on on this particular show is is that the calling as much as what you're doing the calling and we talked about last week you're coming to christ when you're in your 20s uh getting uh being in construction and engineering knowing something was happening in your heart it was and and that uh Kind of, and we talked about it a little bit too, Rick, about how sometimes that step of faith is it, 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 it's a challenge for a lot of people, yes. and, and particularly for engineers or, or yes. problem solvers. Uh, and, and and how you made that leap of faith uh, with, with some incidents that happened in your life, but uh, you know, um, this knowing that you're supposed to do it, I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more than that. When you talk to young people who feel like they have this calling on their life, and and I love what you say, we want to come back to that too. Uh, all Christians are called. We yes. all are called to be ministers of reconciliation. But though that group of people that have this uh, pastoral call or missionary call or something on their life, tell me how you work with them. Uh, because I, I can't help but believe that there are people listening right now that have this sense of, hey, there's something more. I need to be doing something different. I need to be doing like you did in your life. Well, I um, I believe uh, that the call, like it happened with me, and I believe the way it happens with all people, uh, there's an internal call. God is working on us, and we know that. And, and something is stirring within us. Uh, it is really similar to salvation uh, yeah. in that uh, God is working in us, and we sense that. And I believe uh, the awareness of what God is doing inside us and an understanding of that uh, comes from that internal call uh, is confirmed by an external call. And the external call is the word of God, reading it and, and, and understanding it and what God says about uh, the things that he's doing inside you. And it, uh, the external a call is also a confirmation that comes from the people around you. Uh, they, the people around you, see that something is happening, and uh, and they will identify the the giftedness that God has given you in an area. Uh, they will identify how you uh, interact, how you communicate, the things that you do. Uh, you know, I I can't tell you how many times before. God uh, gave that confirmation and touched me uh, about the call in my early 30s. People were telling me and talking to me, and I thought, that's crazy. You know, I, I could never do anything <laughs> like that. They were the same, same externally as you were hearing internally. Yes. Okay. And then uh, one, uh, one evening at a missions conference in Nashville, I went up there with a pastor uh, just to a, a conference I had no intentions of doing anything. It's kind of like when I became a Christian. <laughs> I wasn't looking for this. Yeah. And uh, I heard a message, and the clarity of it was so real. I knew that God wanted me to do something different. 
and the certainty of it. I couldn't name it, but I just knew it. And uh, and so with these young people that we work with, and that doesn't be young, you know, anybody, uh, they are they're sensing that internal call. And what we're trying to help them with that internal call is to give that external uh, confirmation that that uh, l- so that they can put those two together and and name it. Uh, yes, God wants me to be a pastor. Yes, God wants me to be a missionary. Yes, God wants me to be a church planner. Yes, God wants me to just leverage my career so that I can help a church planner. You know, let them come to that uh, that conclusion with certainty. And uh, that's a real process. Uh, so uh, we uh, we try to walk with them through that uh, as, as the pastors of the church. And we, um, you know, our senior pastor works with those who believe and sense that the call is to pastoring. Uh, I, uh, I work with those who believe and sense that inside God is calling them to missions. And then our executive pastor, uh, Lee Bailey, works with those who uh, feel like God is calling them to leverage their career and, and to become a part of a work. And in a very specific way. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, Rick, as you're talking, I came across when I was 13 years old. My dad was disabled and not able to be a part of my life as much as I'm sure he'd like to be. But uh, so my pastor sort of took me under his wing and would take me places. And uh, he took me to my very first UT football game. Yeah. And we're walking up to Neyland Stadium, and I'll, I'll never forget, it. he's walking beside his biological son, George, and I'm kind of behind him. And they're talking, and I'm just walking behind them. And he said, uh, he said to his son, he said, now, he said, being in ministry now, he said, I understand this a little bit. He's talking to George, not talking to me. I'm just walking behind him. He said, but he points behind me. He said, now, when Dwight's in ministry some years from now, he's going to understand it better than I do. <laughs> and I'm going, what? Whoa. <laughs> said, I'm not going to be in ministry. He can't be talking about me. So they spot it, don't they? Those people around. They, they do. They, they really do now. We have to be careful, and we we caution uh, the people who are considering these things. It's not something you're chasing. You know, a lot of people will feel like, okay, they're chasing something, and they'll miss what God's doing at the moment. You know, uh, Scripture's real clear. Uh, Paul, uh, you know, wrote in the the letter to the Romans, chapter 12, uh, he said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order that you may prove out that which is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Yeah. So if we're being transformed, wherever we are, we'll be in the very center of God's will. Okay. So that's what we want people to experience. Don't chase after something. Experience your call where you are and, you know, let God walk you into the certainty of it. But where you are right now, if you're being transformed, uh, you'll be doing something pretty amazing. Yeah. But, and but you don't have to kick doors in. No. You don't have to be anxious about no. it. You don't have to get a God's will. Uh, I had a pastor one time, and we might talk about this more in the next segment. He used this term, unconscious preparation. Yeah. He said, you're, you're, you're being unconsciously prepared for what's next. Yeah. And, you, and one man told me this once, and I didn't understand it then, but I've come to understand it now. You'll get to the point, if you're really called, you won't be able to do anything else. That's right. Yeah, if you can do anything else and be happy, do, do something That's else. That's right. Hey, Rick Lohorn is my guest today. We're back with more in a moment on The Chat.
Missions Pastor Stephen Street Baptist Church. My friend Rick Lohorn is my guest today on the chat. Rick, uh, this I'm really enjoying this conversation. It's, it's you, you wore, you've worn lots of hats. So we've talked about your calls of the ministry and and how you're working with other folks now who have that sense uh, of calling on their life. You've worn lots of hats since you've been on the staff at uh, at uh, at uh, Stephen Street Baptist Church. But I like what you said uh, earlier last week in particular. We, we don't want to over, miss the point that the Bible says every Christian is called to be a minister of reconciliation. Yes. Talk about that just a minute. What does that mean to every born-again person listening to this radio show today? Whenever I am uh, talking to someone, especially if they don't know Jesus Christ, yeah. I let them know up front that they're missing their most important purpose. Any one person has the ability to turn this world upside down. Wow. And if if we can only see the possibilities, uh, if we only see what God could do through us, we would never go another path. But it's a real God thing for us to get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, God, God, we are world changers. Why? How in the world could God use me for anything? I don't understand. Uh and, you know, any Christian will say that. How could God ever use me for anything? But God uses us to touch the very core of people. You said instruments of reconciliation. Why do they have to be reconciled to anything? Yeah. You know, the it's because they are, people are running against the very thing that God wants them to experience in this life. And they have to come to a mindset of understanding what God's will is for them. God loves all people. He, he says that. He, he, he loves all people. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you've done. Uh, I sat and talked with this uh, guy once. He came up behind me, and he, I was at a, at a park, and he, I was talking to some people, and he came up behind me and touched me on the shoulder. And uh, I turned around, and it was a guy in, in his leathers and tattoos and a motorcycle, a guy, just a big guy. And he looked at me, and he said, you talk different. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, you, you, you're a Christian and you talk different. And I said, well, do you want to talk? And he said, well, I can't right now, but I sure would like to. And I thought he was just going to leave, but he actually met me the next day. No kidding. And, uh, he, uh, he and I sat down and I shared with him the, what you were just talking about, how he could be reconciled to God if he would trust in Jesus Christ. And I said, you can do things you could never imagine in the power of Christ. And uh, he, I said, so do you want to trust in him and, uh, you know, believe that he died for your sins and trust in him as your path to God? And he said, no, not right now. And uh, I don't usually push it past that point because, uh, like I said, God draws people unto himself. It's his yeah. timing, not mine. But I, I, want, I pressed it a little bit with him. And I said, you know, I find that uh, it's usually two reasons that you would say no. I said, one is there is something that you want to do and you feel like if I trust in Jesus Christ, I can never do that. Or two, you're doing something right now and you feel like if I trust in Jesus Christ, I can never do that again. And I told him, I said, the problem is the enemy wants you to focus on those things, and God doesn't care. Mm, mm, mm. God just wants you to trust him. And he looked at me, and he said, how would you know that? I said, it's the way all people are. 
I said, he said, well, I want to go to a motorcycle rally in Florida next week. And I know if I trust in Jesus Christ, I can't go. I said, that's not true. In fact, God would want you to go. And he said, but I may do something. I said, it doesn't matter. He said, God will change you in his timing. You just trust in him and you go to your motorcycle rally. He did not. I never saw him again. You know, it, it's in those moments. Yeah. People can cha- have a change and become world changers. Why in the world? How how did Christianity and why does it even exist now? Really? It's amazing yeah. that it is even still here mm-hmm. because we're not we don't go out and kill people. We don't go out and and press people. We just share the love of Christ. There's Christians dying all over the world now in hard places uh, simply because they love Jesus. You'd think we'd done been you know, stomped off the face of the earth. But through the power of God, Christianity still moves because the message is the truth. Yeah. God loves you, wants to know you. Won't you just trust him? Who was it that asked, Rick? I love that, man. Uh, oh, wow, I'm having trouble you come up with a scripture. But, but they're talking about, and then, then this person says, what is truth? Where is that in the scripture? That's Pilate. Yeah, Pilate said that. Yeah. Pilate said, he said, what is truth? Well, that's, I mean, there are lots of facts. Yes. There are lots of information. You and I were talking about information before we started airing the show. Informa- informa- we got information. We, we carry, we carry more information in our pocket. Overload. Overload. Yeah, we, we've got all that. But and there, there are information, then there are facts, but then there is the truth. Yes. The truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And Jesus said, uh, and so that what you just described among anything else is the truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that, and that's a whole that's a big conversation. How is the overload of information affecting people today? I find you see when I was I became a Christian, internet didn't exist. In fact, computers weren't even around. Yeah. I remember when I got my first computer. When you the man that discipled me, he had a high school education and he knew the word of God. Now, how did he come to that understanding? He studied the word. Today, I find people feel like knowing the word of God is just the push of a button. I can find everything I need in Google. You know, all I got to do is ask the question. That's not knowing the word of God. Yeah, that's great. You know, you knowing the word of God, and Paul talks about this, true knowledge, it affects you. It changes you. Just being, having access to information is not the same thing. No. And there's one thing about having the information in your head. Yes. And there's a difference between that and it being transitioned into your heart, the yeah. core of your very being, Absolutely. where you act out of it, you react out of it, you speak out of it, you live out of it. Am and I right? people see that in you. Yeah. you, know, you we were talking about the call. You know, That's part of it. People will see that transformation in your life, that the Word of God is touching you. You know, It is changing your life. You know, and like I said, when I became a Christian, when I was born again at 26, there's a lot of stuff in my life that, you know, needed to disappear. Uh, you know, that's true with any of us. And over time, God's done that. He's still doing that. You know, today, you know, I'm 68 years old. Yeah. And uh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm that old, you know, <laughs> but I'm 68 years old and God is challenged me now. The stuff that people could see, that was easy to get rid of. Now he's really challenging me in this issue of, you know, servanthood. Yeah. And uh, where is my heart relative to people? Uh, you know, 
he never stops. Hey, Rick Lohorn's my guest today on the chat. We're back with more in just a moment. Hey, the chat, happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Happy to be visiting with my longtime friend and missions pastor at Stephen Street Baptist Church in Cookville, Rick Lohorn. Rick, this has been so rich, and, and the, the, what you've been sharing from your heart. I want us to move into this matter of, uh, you touched on, I think, last week on our show, this matter of discipleship. The Bible says, uh, and you, uh, it, the Bible says, if you continue in my word, and we talked about getting the word in your heart, yes. knowing the word of God, and we're instructed, if you continue in my word, a big if, if you continue in my word, then you will know the truth. And we talked about truth. Yes. If you continue in my word, you'll then you'll know the truth, uh, and 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 then the truth, then you'll become disciples of mine. The truth will set you free. What this matter of discipleship. What is it? I mean, we're include we're encouraged to have win people to the Lord. Uh, that decision you talked about earlier, but the matter of disciple is a different matter. Yes, uh, I um, we we so often and and Baptists love quoting this verse. Uh, it's called the Great Commission. Yeah, uh, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, uh, where the Lord's this is the resurrected Christ. Yeah, uh, he is standing before his disciples, just about to send to be with the Father. Yeah. And he he leaves them with a little word uh, that still through the centuries uh, chimes to Christians who are really born again disciples of Christ. Uh, they uh, He told them to go and make disciples. He told them to go and make disciples of all nations. And uh, he did say, I will be with you. But he said, you need to go and make disciples of all nations. A disciple, and this was actually I'm paraphrasing something that was uh, said by our pastor at Stephen Street Baptist Church, Scott Parkinson. He not long ago and made in reference to that passage, he said, a disciple of Jesus Christ is someone who gets to the point where they understand their mission. Ooh. You know, you know, I, when I was a, a new believer, I, I knew God wanted me to do something, but I didn't understand what it was. And there's a guy that came into my life that taught me the word of God that showed me what my mission was. And uh, that's a, a, a disciple maker is a person like him. This guy's name was Jim Harwood. He's in glory now. He uh, he discipled me. And, uh, you know, that takes time. It's a one-on-one thing pretty much it, or a lot. Well, it's a, it, it is. It includes one-on-one, but it's, uh, you know, disciple making is a ministry of the church. Uh, there's a lot that a person, uh, a whole lot, a person cannot understand apart from the corporate body uh, you know we're all a part of something bigger than ourselves, and so if discipling is done well a person will see i am a part of something yeah. and and see i i believe that i am gifted in uh, a few things i believe i'm gifted in evangelism i i think god's given me the ability to be an encourager uh, i love my pastors uh, I want to help them and do anything I can for them, uh, you know. And so, but when I and I do a lot of care ministry, my care most of the time when I walk into a hospital room, I'm thinking, do they know Jesus? You know, because I'm an evangelist, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to know, do they know Jesus? And uh, but yet I've got other people that are gifted differently. I love taking someone that's gifted in mercy with me. They walk in there. They're not thinking about that. They're just loving on those people, you know. So, discipling is uh, bringing a person to the point where they understand how to fit and uh, how to 
be on mission for God, what their purpose is. And that takes, it takes time. It takes uh, a person uh, being committed to you. Like I always have certain people I'm meeting with. I don't look for them. You don't have to do that because God said go, and that really means as you go. Yeah. So God's going to put people in your life. And uh, if Christians, one, uh, one, one day, years ago in my life, God opened my eyes to the fact, Rick, you just need to tell me you're willing. Uh, you know, just tell me you're willing to be a disciple maker, and I'll open your eyes because they're all around you. Uh, you wow. know, and so no Christian is, a, is separated from this. This is the will of God for us to be disciple makers. The question is, are you willing? Yeah. And uh, that's a that's a hard issue. You need to do what the disciples and you know when they were standing there, Jesus just said this to them in Matthew, and uh, and he ascended and they were looking up. Okay, <laughs> just gonna stand there. Yeah. But God sent somebody and I told them, y'all need to leave and get on with the work. You know, you're not supposed to be standing here. Uh, just looking up, he'll return. Yeah, why stand you gazing into that's, heaven? That's right. He'll be back. You, that's you right. Have to do what you're supposed to do. That's right. And the Christians have been doing that for over two thousand years. And that's that's when when I said earlier in our conversation, that's how we're world changers. You know that that uh, Jesus is the greatest mathematician to ever live. He could have preached in the Colosseums of Rome to thousands. But he didn't do that. He chose to invest in a few. Mm-hmm. The world changes as we invest in a few. You do the multiplication on that. And it is amazing how many people one person can impact over a lifetime. Wow. You know, you can impact thousands and thousands. You may not know them all, but if you're faithful to invest in a few, you can change this world. You can be a world changer. You really can. I have the people that I've discipled all over the world, students from tech that are in. I've got one. His name is Matthew Wong. He's in Malaysia right now, and I communicate through email. He goes into China four times a year doing what? Making disciples. You know, so you never know how many you touch. The ripple effect of just one. That's right. The ripple right. effect of that. Will show up can can show up all over the world and will show up for eternity. That's right, and you you should be willing to let go. That's another part of discipling. So often we don't want to let go. Yeah, you know we want to hold on. You know, well we've met together for a year, and uh, but the core of discipling is getting people to a point and saying, "Hey, you can do this." You know, the scripture says, "Thy word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee." Mm. You got to give them the word and let them go. Yeah, because the word will do the work. That's right. The word will do the work as the Holy Spirit ministers it in their heart. That's yes, what do the work. Yes, Rick, I cannot tell you how much I've really enjoyed these these two weeks of uh, of you uh, doing the show with us. It's been it's been a blessing to me, buddy. Well, it's really easy when you keep the focus on the main topic, that's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's exactly right. Thank you so much, and God continue to bless you and your work there at Stephen Street Baptist, a wonderful church, and y'all continue to grow and be a blessing in this community and this region around the world. And and again, as I said earlier, uh, thank you so much for your continued friendship, and uh, thanks for being here, buddy. I thank really you. appreciate thank it. Thank you. It's been great to watch.
Rick Lohorn, missions pastor of Stephen Street Baptist Church in Cookville, Tennessee, has been my guest for the last couple of weeks. Very happy that you've been able to join us. Join us next Tuesday at the same time for the chat.